0: We are live. Is Thursday night, season three of the NFFL podcast. How stoked are you to be here, Matt?
1: Oh, we are one week before the NFL draft because we are recording this on April 22nd, and I am super stoked for the draft because the 49ers might be setting themselves up for a great future or then again might just botch it because that's usually what happens when you draft a quarterback early. You mm-hmm. botch it. Hundred percent. There's certainly some precedent
0: there. Um, although the last time we did that, Alex Smith, first
1: overall, would that? Would you call that a botch? No, Alex Smith was great. Except, wasn't there somebody else in that draft they could have picked up? Bad radio, but I'm nodding my head. Yes, his name was Aaron Rodgers. In case any of you weren't aware, Bay Area kid. Rudolph. Yeah, call. Oh, we could have won so many Super Bowls.
0: All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We've got a packed pod. We are covering first, before we get into the NFL draft, the 2020-2021 NFL playoffs. Can you even believe, can you believe that? I mean, we were just talking about this before the pod. That was like three months ago. And I can can hardly tell you anything about what happened.
1: Yeah, uh, if you're listening right now, I just want you to think who was actually in the Super Bowl. It's just going take to be a, a moment. Question here. Take a, a moment. Do you remember? So, we're
0: going to talk about that. We're going to cover 2020 NFFL records and career standings. You crunched the data. I'm pumped to see uh, kind of who's Rosen or risen to the top and who's I like kind that. of coming out of the. Who,
1: uh, did you just say who's Josh Rosen to the top? Because that's, that's a pretty good pun right there.
0: Intentional. We're going to cover top five picks in the NFL draft, kind of who we think is going where. Obviously, we talked about the Niners. Do we end up with Zach Wilson? BYU guy? I'm looking deep uh, into your eyes, Don. What do you think? Mm,
1: We're going to no, talk all about it? Yeah, we got. I got thoughts on, on them. I kind of love Justin Fields and Zach Ooh. Wilson. So you never said anything to that text I sent you
0: a few days back. Were you just like so pumped or what? Did you see that? you see it?
1: I don't even know what you're referring to. That makes for more great podcast. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do go to work sometimes and it's hard for me to respond.
0: Well, you know, just trying to, you know, catch you up to speed on what the Niners are thinking. So we've got a lot to cover. I'm really excited. I'm pumped to get into this with you. And I think we're going to start off with the 2020-2021 NFL playoffs. Now I didn't prep you for this, but can you name all twelve of the playoff teams?
1: Oh, did you didn't
0: know there were twelve. Maybe we start there.
1: Right, you got four from each side and then two wild cards. I did know that. Yes, um, there's some people in this league right now who are thinking this is probably a pretty easy question. Do you have like a checklist in front of you to see if I I've get got this a right? checklist? I'm looking at a bracket. Okay. So,
0: how the playoffs played out.
1: Okay. So you got, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got the green Bay Packers. Yep. You've got the new Orleans saints. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Unfortunately, you are right. The Rams Rams made it. The Rams beat
0: the Seahawks in the first round. That's
1: right. Okay. That's five out of the NFC. Uh, I can't come up with the other one yet. So I'm going to jump over to the AFC. You got Kansas city. You got Pittsburgh who got knocked out early by the Browns. Remember when they went, they started 11 and oh? Can you believe yeah. that? Oh man, they're frauds. Uh, you got the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's only four from the AFC. That's what I got. I'm not going to drag this out. Who did I miss? You
0: missed Alex Smith's
1: team. Obviously, he's now retired. That's right, the, the football Washington
0: team. football team played Tampa Bay in the first round. Got killed, probably. Uh, Thirty-one to twenty-three, a little bit closer than you may have thought. The other team you mentioned played the uh, the Saints. Does that help at all? The Vikings. Bears. the bears the bears they scraped in they snuck in with the seven seed um in one of the the wild card games there they got their asses handed to them 21 to nine Ouch. So they, i don't even know if they put up a touchdown there now in the afc you did have the titans correct they played the baltimore ravens oh sorry baltimore,
1: lamar. sorry lamar that's my bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I know I already did the NFC. Which NFC East team made or yeah NFC East team made it? Did I say their name?
0: NFC East would be the
1: Washington football team? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And this year they're gonna let more teams into the playoffs, right? So we're moving to 17 games. Yeah, I'm, I'm unclear
0: on the playoff scenario. Are they letting in eight? I think
1: no. They're going to let in seven, seven on each side, giving only one team a buy, or one um, team from each conference. So now that buy is even more important. I think you're getting all your great news from from us many months away from the actual season starting. So has hey. that
0: even been agreed on? I don't even know.
1: Uh, yeah. Good question. I have no idea, but that just means more playoffs and that's just fun and more money because that's what it's all about. So you got the Steelers, the Titans, the Chiefs.
0: Browns. The Browns. Oh. People are going to be so disappointed. You missed the Buffalo bills. Oh. Number two seeds snuck in with a buy. They even beat the Ravens in their first game, 17-3. to They ultimately lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs. 38-24. In the championship game, right? AFC champ game. Yeah, that's my bad.
1: I forgot about that one. That was fun. I was all for the Bills. That would have been good. So do you know who played the Bills –
0: in their first game in Buffalo. I believe this was the first playoff game in Buffalo. You know, people going through tables, beer bongs, the whole thing. Who played them?
1: Tennessee Titans. No,
0: they played the Ravens. <laughs> but you at least knew that they were in the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts. Colts,
1: man. With and Andrew I, Luck,
0: right? I was just going to say, I don't know if I know who their QB is. Was it Jacoby Brissett? I think, was it Philip Rivers? It was Philip Rivers. Good call. Former Charger. Dandan, Dan,
1: your favorite team at one point. As a reminder. All right. Well, that's a good recap.
0: Well, we didn't talk about AFC-NFC
1: champ games. Oh, right? is that a test? Is no, a test?
0: not necessarily a test, but we know the Chiefs advance in the NFC Buccaneers versus the number one seed Green Bay Packers. Now, I don't know what's wrong with the Packers, but they can't seem to get it done year after year. They've got arguably the best quarterback in the league. Some could say, you know, in NFL history from like a stats perspective, but he's only brought them one ring. But they've got two rings with two of the all-time greats.
1: Ooh. Uh, do you blame Aaron Rodgers for that? And had we drafted him, maybe we wouldn't have won any. Does it matter who Aaron Rodgers is dating? I'm just looking that up. It looks like he is dating. He's married. Married.
0: <laughs> he got married in the offseason. You may have missed that.
1: Yeah. An uh, actress, if I believe. Yeah, all I got is an actress right here. I'm not great with their names. Val, you know who that is? Because I don't. Yeah,
0: that's the girl from... That's
1: married to Aaron Rodgers? Thanks, Val. Oh, that's not the <laughs> one. That's the other one. Oh yeah, it's like the crappy Hunger Games. She was in that. I remember that. What's that called? The crappy Hunger Games? What's yeah. that? Yeah. It was like a Harry Potter? No, not Harry Potter. <laughs> it's not like the Hunger Games. Oh, no. It was like it was uh some movie You're about shows. some chick who's like out kicking butt in some sort of weird battle situation with a bunch of attractive people who Now you know, I want to know. They're like portraying 15-year-olds but remember, they're all 25. Yeah, it's, it's insurgent. Got it. Yeah. There it is. Crappy Hunger Games. Go watch it, everybody. Aaron Rodgers and that chick definitely waited till marriage. Kayleen Woodley. There it is. Married, Vince says they're married. Good they're for them. Married? <laughs> they are married.
0: Crazy. All right. So, all of that to say, Aaron Rodgers is not a closer in the NFL, but I guess he figured it out in his personal life. They. Advance the Bucks advanced to absolutely crush the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's great. 31 to 9 was the final score. Yeah. Can you believe that, that?
1: That part was amazing, right? It like by halftime, it's 21 to 6, and you're like, uh it's all that pliability. I you know, yes. TB12, he knows how to stretch. I heard he called every single player on his team or texted every player on his team. So maybe it's just a group text. I don't know, but just reminding them that they are going to win because they are the best. And he was just like hyping them up all week. Like that guy's mental game is incredible. Um, and how confident do you have to be if Tom Brady's on your team and he's like, yo, we're going to go out there and win. You just gotta be like, okay. Yeah. I trust that. Right. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, speaking of incredible mental game, encouraging texts, we've got an ultra marathoner on this podcast with me.
1: That's you, buddy. Boom. Yeah, dude. and Jake Wolf. Great, And dude. Jake Wolf. Yeah. I we... mean, you're basically the Tom Brady of running. Yeah, except my foot still hurts. Now I, now I sound like my mom. I think I got plantar fasciitis after that. But uh, yeah, dude, ran 62 miles, finished at 145 in the morning. Around mile 58, I started to kind of get delirious. I'm running with a headlamp Mm -hmm. on these trails. And uh, actually, Alex called me at probably like mile 52 or 55. So I talked to him even a little before that. But just like I'm climbing up these rocks and using trekking poles. And like the trekking poles are keeping me from falling over. And like my eyesight was like just zooming in and out and i was like oh this is bad and then like then i got to mile 60 and it really opened up again it wasn't as tough of terrain it was actually much easier terrain and i was like i'm gonna finish this thing but uh that's a weird weird body experience running like that in the desert for uh like 19 hours where was this race exactly It was down near Zion, so near the St. George area or Zion National Park. It was right outside of Zion National Park. Um, We had to run up over 6,000 feet, so that was pretty brutal. It was 82 degrees. That was pretty brutal. Some people
0: in our league would say, you did this to yourself, or was this a league punishment?
1: (laughs) I kind of want to make it a league punishment. (laughs) Um, I'll pay for it. You just have to run it.
0: Yeah. If anyone wants to do this for their own personal pleasure, I
1: will pay your entrance fee. Jake, take him up on that buddy. Brooks, you kind of like running. Um, Alex, Alex, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, that would, that's called a, that's a league killer punishment. And, uh, we're going to do a punishment podcast. We're going to recap all the great ones. We're going to talk about the next possibilities. And we'll do that later as the season gets close because we got to pick. We got to pick what happens. Maybe we bring in Jake. I mean, his punishment was pretty
0: epic. I can't believe he ate all those waffles and then ran. Same yeah. day.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There were people puking when we were out there running. If he would have done 11 waffles that morning and run, oh, be rolling them through. Oh man, we, we were just leaving some aid station. Everybody just sort of had lunch. I had actually met Val and her friend there, and everyone kind of gets like change their socks and eat and drink. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm back at it. And that's it was about 26 or 27 miles into the race, and you're down in this flat desert area. So as soon as you leave, I'm feeling great because I'm like re-energized. Just saw my wife, got good food in me. It wasn't like a gel; it was like real food, like a and- sandwich. Uh, yeah, I had like a sushi bowl without fish though, but oh, just oh. full of good stuff rice. for you on a run, rice, cucumber, avocado, soy sauce. They all have running benefits to them. As soon as I leave, there's people like a hundred yards back into the run and they're just barfing everything up. And I was like, Jesus. Oh, you're about to go like enter back into the desert and you just threw up everything you put in. Like that's devastating. And so many people just called it quits in that area or in really? the next 10 miles. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. 30% of them just said no thanks and dropped out on the race. So you are the 70%. Yes. They yes.
0: should make shirts that say that. Speaking top of 70. Top seven. <laughs> Speaking of top 70, you're set in records. You also love to crunch data. You're a nerd man. Mm-hmm. What have you put together for us? All Maybe right. we well, just c- recap like what what in the world are we even talking about?
1: Okay, we're going to talk about two different things here. Everybody, please pay attention because your name is going to get mentioned more than once, actually. I'm going to hopefully yeah. I can mention everybody, fill out our egos, talking about 2020, uh, which was a new scoring system for us, right? If you remember, got an extra flex, extra point for a QB throwing a TD. So some records got set. I want to talk 2020 just to recap a little bit about the season, just like you did. Uh, Vince jump on in if you got anything to I jump it. there and then uh, we'll move on to talking about actual career records and at that point I am going to talk about everybody Ooh. but not all of it is going to be favorable I'm sorry Dan and I'm sorry Max if you listen
0: how <laughs> is Max
1: uh, Max let us know buddy all right so a recap of last season here are a few stats for you. So four of us uh, last season went to the playoffs like we always do. It was Gabe who won it all. He beat me in the booty bowl. Vince, you finished in third beating Tommy. Way to go, buddy. Way to get a podium spot for yourself. Um Derek played Jake in the junk bowl, but as you just referenced, of course, Jake was the one who ended up having to eat the waffles. Speaking of Jake, here comes a rough stat. Uh, last season in our 12-game season, he won three games. Ooh, woof. Um uh, on the opposite end, I won 10 games, which has only happened one other time in the league. And that was in 2017 when Alex Fiafia won it all. Sorry, Alex, I couldn't keep up with you and win it all. That sucked. But in what? Like those 07 Patriots. Yo, that's pretty much oh, it. Man. Just I was three games ahead of each one of you sons of guns in the playoffs and Gabe took me out. Uh, Alex, more about you. You and Brooks both went 500. And my question to you, Vince, is will we ever see a 500 again, knowing that the season schedule is changing? I'm not good at math,
0: but I think the answer is no.
1: Yeah, it would require a tie to even make it plausible. And then, of course, they'd have to go six, six, and one. And then that's going to be tough. Not a lot of ties in fantasy football with our scoring system. Negative. So, Brooks and Alex, you had a mediocre season last year. Way to go. Um, Vince, I got one for you. Uh, So, the rest of the league, myself and the other eight all-stars that are in there, the, the nine of us total had an average of 106 points scored against us per game. That was just a league average. Except you, Vince. Vince, you had an average of 117 points scored against you every week. Some BS. And you still made it to the playoffs, dude. You must I have know. had a pretty dang good team. Must have. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about that all season. I don't know. Every every week I was getting the tough draw. Yeah, just bad matchups. It happens, man. It happens. Um. Dan, coming at you, dude. Dan, you averaged 89 points a week. God, would have loved to play Dan every week. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Uh, So you had the league low for the year. Uh, I had the league high, averaging 122 points a game. Vince, I know you said you're not good at math, but that is a 33-point weekly differential between me and Dan. Sheesh. Uh, my boy Matty Francisco. Uh, he won the eliminator challenge if you guys remember that. Turns out he knows the most about football apparently. Also, I'm pretty sure he won like 900 bucks in gambling or something like that. Ooh. So, on football. So, way to go Matt. Solid year for you winning money. Um let's see. Dan. Dan lost 5 games in a row. That's something. And on uh, looking at winning games in a row, Derek never won more than one game in a row. Can you say one in a row? Is that a thing? One. Sure. Derek never won two games in a row all season long, but he finished in ninth place, which which sometimes is the best feeling in our league. It's typically the best position to finish if it's not in first yes you want first or ninth just not 10th um and then two more records of the 2020 season uh i managed to hold both of them uh it was a great year for me for the most part but i managed to score 182 points in a week But I also scored 46 points in a week. In the same season? This was last year? This was last year. I have last year's highest score and last year's lowest score. Got to give Tommy some love. He did put up 172 one of those weeks. So really high, high scoring season for Tommy as well, who did make it to the playoffs, just fell short once he got it. So there's your little 2020 recap. Did you happen to look at that week you scored 46 points? That's like impossible. Yeah, that's just, it was embarrassing. I was actually kind of in panic mode as I feared, like, am I going to hit that league low record, Um, which is still held by Max Fleming with 37.6. Wow. But I mean, I had one more player playing. Oh, Should we give you the record? I would have the record in the new scoring system, right? And, and now we're going to have like another new scoring system because we're going to oh, add a game. Well,
0: man, how does the NFL handle that stuff, right? Different eras, I guess.
1: Yeah. So the NFFL, we had the 2013 through the 2019 era. We're going to have the short-lived 2020 era. It was one for the ages. Gabe, you hold the trophy. Way to go, bud. And then... Uh, and then, well, I guess we'll have the 2021 on, but then something weird will change. Every like, year it's going to change, I'm sure. Yeah, it's really screwing at up at this us point. Stat loving
0: people. One, I do have a bone to pick with Gabe. Ever since he won,
1: non-existent on the podcast. I don't know if we've really had a podcast since he won. Well, <laughs> he
0: hasn't wanted to come on and talk about it. Gabe. Gabe calling you
1: out we'll see you uh we'll see you soon all right all right like i promised some more stats i am going to hit this alphabetically by last name um and uh i will max is going to make it uh he's kind of there at the bottom end so i guess last name doesn't count but i've kind of moved him lower in our stats just so i can track the active players so dan apgar pay attention I would actually say everybody in the league pay attention because this one's kind of fun. Dan has 41 wins throughout his career with us and 55 losses. That is the most losses of anybody in our league. Wow! He he wins 42% of his games. Uh, Dan also holds the lowest average for points per game counting the entire career right counting all 96 games he's played in dan averages 90.1 points dan that's not good that's not good just for perspective we're going to get there but gabe averages 19 more points per game than you smaller sample size for gabe it's true much smaller sample size screw you gabe um dan holds another record which is fun, right? Not only does he hold the record for the most losses, he holds the record for the worst season performance in 2015. He went one and 11. One and 11. I thought we had someone not win a game once. Nope. Nope. It's never happened. You might've thought that was Dan because he only won a game that mm. year. But yeah, 1-11. no 11. Yeah, so Dan, you could probably try to outdo yourself, go 0 and 12 and then just don't win the junk, just step it up in the playoffs. Um, okay, we got more Dan stats. I love this. Dan, you're all over the stat board. I love it, dude. Dan once had and this is combining the end of the 2014 season and the beginning of the 2015 season. Dan once lost nine games in a row. Round of applause for that. Yep. But. Hard to do. It is hard to do. I got one compliment for Dan. 2018, he won the booty. Just remember that, everybody. All those horrible stats. The guy who holds so many records in the negative won the booty in 2018. So that's saying something. And uh, he won it against Matt Francisco in that double or nothing bet. That was pretty fantastic. Uh, so he's won the booty once. He's won the junk once. And that is our man, Dan Apgar, who we all love so much. Tommy Bird, you're next. So much. Tommy joined the the league after it had already done two seasons. Tommy, we're looking at your records. See, uh Tommy is the, according to career averages, he is the luckiest guy in matchups. So kind of like the opposite of you last season, Vince. Mm. Tommy, in his six seasons in the NFL, his opponents averaged 91 points against him. So he basically plays Dan every week. Pretty much plays against Dan every week, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, except... That's more points than Dan averages. Remember, Dan averages 90. Tommy's opponents average 91. So that's actually like a compliment to Dan. So, Tommy, you are a lucky son of a gun, dude. Nobody has it easier than you, which might play um, you know, a role in the fact that you've made it into the playoffs a lot. Uh, compliment you, man. You're a good, fancy football player. But matchups and timing help. Uh, the best... Tommy has ever finished is second place, which he did in 2015 when uh, he lost in the championship to his buddy, Matt Francisco, and 2019 when he lost in the championship against me. But here's a here's a compliment to Tommy. He's never finished worse than seventh. So that guy's just never messing with the junk. Tommy doesn't touch or even get close enough to smell junk. So way to go on that one, buddy. And I believe he has kids, doesn't he? Uh, he's got a kid. All right. So he's touched some junk once. In in our world, is junk the male or the female part? Could be both. <laughs> like we have a nut cup on our trophy, <laughs> dude. All right. He's not touching the Well, uh, he and Matt like did fire camp together. So they definitely want. touched, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like hose control and stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Next alphabetically is myself. Uh, it's going to start off with some strong stats, but it ends with one that's a punch in the gut. So don't worry. I'll be humbled. Uh, I just, as of last year, passed the guy who has held the season win record. Alex has held it for several years, but because of the great season I had, I now have the best season win percentage. I win 60% of my games. Our guy Alex wins 59%. So I finally passed him with 58 career wins. Alex at 57 career wins. So Alex, come at me, dude. Come at me this year. I also happen to lead the league in points four. That is overall points four. So people like Tommy and Gabe could say, well, that's bull crap because they haven't been in here as long. But uh, the other seven of you, I've outscored you in the grand total of things. Um, my best season was 10 and 2, which was last year. Uh, my, uh, let's see, I once uh, lost five games in a row in 2015. That sucked. I hold the highest scoring week in league history. That's 182.4 set last year. I've won the booty once. And then here comes the humbling stuff, folks. Here's where you can make fun of me. I've taken home the junk twice. So you sure have. 2015, I was in the junk bowl against Dan Apgar, and Dan Apgar bested me. That was the year Dan went 1 and 11. I went 6 and 6. I went 6 and 6 and went home with the junk. Dan went 1 and 11. Averaging 75 points a game and he didn't win the junk. So Dan, you came in clutch at the right spot. And then uh, uh, when's the other time I lost it? It was 2017, 2015, both times, both times I've lost it. I've lost it to Dan Apgar. Son of a B.
0: That's a burn. So you're saying Dan could have three junk trophies.
1: Yeah, actually I'd never really pieced that together. So Dan has been in uh, Dan's been in the junk bowl a few times. Dan was in the junk bowl in 2015, 2016, and 2017. So he either wins or he loses. I love yeah. that. Yes. So he's in the junk bowl. Yeah, follow me. 2015 junk bowl. 2016 junk bowl. 2017 junk bowl. 2018 wins the booty. <laughs> Dude, that's like if the Jets win the Super Bowl this year, that's pretty much... That's, the, the Jets can only hope to become Dan Apgar. Wow. I love it. All right, Derek DeFrancisco, you son of a gun. You uh, you have a, a career record of 45-51, and 51, meaning you win about 47% of your games. You have been to the booty playoffs once in your entire career. You lost both games. You're 0-2 in the booty playoffs. Mm, it's like the Buffalo is, Bills. Yes, which is a really bad stat to have. It is the worst record in the booty playoffs of all league mem- currently active league members. Ooh. So everybody else has actually at least two wins within the playoffs. Some people, like Brooks, actually have five. Alex has five, stuff like that. But Derek... You've only been to the playoffs once and you lost both matchups.
0: Wait, how's that possible?
1: Well, because you don't get eliminated in our playoffs. Right? So, like, he lost round one and then in competing for third place, lost that one. But that's a good question. I'm sure you're not the only one. Uh, So, your best record is finishing fourth back in 2014. Mm, Just missed the podium. Just missed it. Uh, And in 2020... It was your worst year. You finished in ninth. But like we said, ninth is a lot better than 10th. So congrats on that, Derek. One time you put up 164 points in 2019. And that, my friend, is pretty darn impressive. Uh, Anything else fun about my man, Derek? You won five games. Let's see longest winning streak five games in a row back in 2017 you also lost seven games in a row once so tough crap Ooh. all right Derek it was great talking about you let's talk about your younger brother Matt Francisco. how about this one I didn't realize it till I'm looking at it right now uh it's a little surprising to me Matt come on step it up Derek actually has one more career win over than Matt DeFrancisco so a little brotherly bet. can uh, Matt pass Derek this year? We'll see. It's like Tom Brady and Drew Brees competing for touchdown passes. <gasps> Were they brothers? Um uh, Matt white guys. but okay. Yeah. yeah, well, Matt's kind of brown, kind of Italian brown. Uh, Matt, you actually have a great booty playoff record. You're three and one when you're in the playoffs. Uh, back in 2015, you went nine and three. You know who else knows that Matt D. Francisco has a nice booty? Tommy. Tommy. Uh, let's see. You once won eight games in a row. Dude, that is a crap ton of games. That is a 2019 kind of unstoppable at that stage until the actual booty game you lost. Uh, your best season, of course, is 2015 when you did win the booty. So congrats. Your name is on the trophy. And here's another compliment to you, man. You've never finished worse than seventh place. And that actually took place back in 2013. So you haven't been close to the junk in, I guess, ever, but not even close, dude, ever uh, in the in the recent years. So congrats on that. And those are some stats on our guy, Matt Francisco. Helps keep this league sane and level-headed when we come up with crazy ideas. Alex Fia Fia, uh, up until I passed him, he was our career season record holder. He wins 59% of his games. He – ooh, my dog is pissed about something. The dude dude averages – where is it? Where is it? Averages 99.6 points a game, which is pretty good. That's in the higher end of our league. Uh, his best record back in 2017. He went 10 and two. Um, and here's a really cool stat that he holds with Gabe. He has never lost more than three games in a row. Wow. Like Dan's lost nine. Derek's lost seven. Vince, you've lost seven in a row. Ooh. Max has lost seven. Derek's wonderful wife Eileen lost seven in her in a row. But Alex has never been on a streak worse than three games. And that actually hasn't happened since 2013. So pretty tough to keep Alex down. Um, And here's another stat that complements how seriously he is of just consistently being good. Alex's worst scoring week ever was in 2018. He put up 62 points. That is the best, worst scoring week of any league member. Does that make sense, Vince? Sure does. Sure does. don't almost All, sucks. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. All of us have sucked more than him. Uh, so Alex just doesn't get beat bad. So way to go, buddy. Um, and then here's the biggest compliments. 2016, 2017. This piece of crap. This piece of crap. Takes home the booty two years in a row. He also has won the eliminator challenge twice, which is tied for the most with you. You've won the eliminator challenge twice and so has Alex. So I'm still still convinced this guy knows a ton about football. He's consistently good. So always a threat. So I got to ask, right. Alex has won
0: it back to back. Tampa Bay Bucks going back to back this year?
1: Yes. You think so? I mean, I was like, oh, man, good luck against Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, oh, never mind. Right? <laughs> uh, and they pretty much have everybody back. And uh, I know they haven't added Julian Edelman as of today. Again, it's April 22nd. But by <laughs> April 25th, yeah, they could have Julian Edelman on their team. And then I think Jake Wolf will draft him in the second round or whatever that was a year or two ago. Stock price is going to be at an all-time high. Yeah, I might Jake. I go first. First round, if he's keeper available, grab him now. He definitely did not
0: retire or anything (laughs) like that. He's still playing.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll make him the guy you have to draft if you pick someone's keeper. (laughs) All right, we are moving through here. We're at Gabe Fitzgerald. Gabe has only been in the league two years, and so uh, his overall stats aren't all there. But gosh darn it this guy's got some this guy's got some stuff. He's popping up in the records. So Gabe holds the record for most points per game on average. Remember that's a little skewed because 50% of his seasons included the higher scoring season, but he outscores all of the league on average by 7 points a game. Yeah, hate so, to see it. Yeah. He's pretty good. Uh and then here's the other part that's impressive. Is he, uh, am I getting this right? Yeah, season points against a lot of points get scored against him. If you remember, Tommy is the luckiest. Hmm. Gabe is actually in the last two seasons had the worst points against average in a career. Again, a little skewed with this guy. Uh, He's three and one in the booty playoffs. Um, And although he's won the junk, which we're about to compliment him on. He's never finished better than seven and five during the season, but he just weasels his way right into the playoffs and does his thing. Um, Peaks at the right time. That's right. He just barely gets in and he does some work. He won the booty last year. uh, And then the year before that, which was his first year, uh, he took third place. So Gabe has only taken first and third. That is kind of something to brag about, I think uh brooks lively do you know who and vince fact-checked me on there uh what is jeff fisher day do you know that reference
0: i don't know jeff fisher day
1: all right jeff fisher legendary football coach who i believe is the most average football coach out there that's true jeff fisher day i believe is august 8th that would be 8-8 On your calendar, (laughs) which is what his seasons look like. He is the 500 coach. Nothing special, nothing horrible, and that's my man Brooks Lively. He is 48 and 48 in his career. Wow! And uh, I can tell you what it started hot. He was was going to say he was not 500 back in 2013 and 14. He was Andy Reid back in the day. Oh man, just chomping on burgers and wearing Hawaiian shirts. So, Vince is, I'm sorry, Brooks is sitting at 500 overall. A couple things about this guy. This guy has played eight booty playoff games. That is tied for second most in the league. He's gone eight and four is his best season. And of course, what would be the exact opposite of going eight and four is his best season, would be four and eight as his worst season. I'm a stats nerd. He holds the record for the most games won in a row. In 2013 and 2014, he won the booty both of those years. End of 2013 and first half of 2014, this guy won 12 games in a row. Like, were you cheating? Like, what were you doing back then, Brooks? That's amazing. He was cheating. What would you do? Would you? Okay. Would you break up with uh, your long-term relationship to win 12 games in a row? Oh, do I win the booty? Yes. Two years in a row. Holy cow. Get her in here. Carly, come on. (laughs) She'd be like, what?
0: What are you asking? I, I,
1: I need you to yell it out if she's home right now. I can't do it. Okay. All right. Well, Brooks didn't. Brooks is still happily married, I assume. And has a few kids to go with it. He won we, the booty. Are we sure about any of those things? Uh, the happily married. I'm making an assumption, but uh, he does have some kids. I can confirm that. They look happy on Instagram. Brooks, <laughs> why don't you join the podcast again and tell us about it? We could do a marriage podcast with Brooks Lively, and then we could do like a divorce podcast with Kirsten Garn's ex. <laughs> We're not over that yet. Ah. Uh... How was your uh, 15 hour therapy session with Jake? It was 19 hours, just to be clear. Um, you know, he got me through it all, but I think we, we covered a lot of bases. Jake is a good man and he's experienced a lot out there. We've covered a lot and uh, I'm going to keep it confidential. Uh, anything uh, else attorney, with- client privilege uh, makes yes. sense. Yes. We use the word attorney as therapists, attorney, client privilege. We pretend to be lawyers. Um, <laughs> uh brooks's worst finish was eighth place way to go on that one buddy hasn't been in the junk bowl vince alphabetically your last name is hitting right here okay you are you are overall 49 and 47 so you are just over jeff fisher day by one game 51 percent victory percentage man hey hey above 500 i'm basically a coin flip yep um you have the career total of most points scored against you at all time now again Gabe has the record on average just because he's played in less years but grand total you my friend just get beat up by opponents bad luck how do you you feel about that man you like need to get a Ouija board do you need to get rid of your Ouija board I don't know I need to start like maybe changing up my name
0: although i've changed it up a couple times yeah yeah. i don't know what it is i think i'm too involved in the league on a weekly basis and if i just was able to slide under the radar maybe you
1: know i don't know yeah hey podcasting and producing man it takes up too much time you can't check the waiver wire uh, all right, let me bring you back to your glory days, dude. In 2014, second year in the league, you went 9-3 and three and went to the Booty Bowl. I remember that. It was a
0: long time ago.
1: It was a long time ago, and freaking Brooks Lively took it from you. He's the worst. Speaking of worst, worst season you ever had was 2018. You went 3-9. and nine. Um, You also finished ninth place that year. You finished ninth twice, actually. You've been in the junk bowl twice, but as far as I can tell, never won it. Congrats on that. That can't I did be right. What I these? Sure yeah, did. I was just like, wait, this stat isn't correct. None of these stats are right, guys.
0: It's all a mirage.
1: I'm thinking that's uh, that should say 2019. Fact checking stats right now. My opening no, to say otherwise, I lost. Yeah, you did. 2019, you were in the junk bowl. 2018, you were in the junk bowl. 2016, you were in the junk bowl. All right. So 2016, 2018, and I'm updating the stats. 2019, you finished ninth place. We'll do it live. But you know what? You've never. Well, again, you have finished in 10th. Why do I keep saying this? Because because the (laughs) stats... I appreciate you thinking I haven't. (laughs) I'm just saying what the numbers say in front of me. I'm just reading the teleprompter. Gosh, dang it. Yes. (laughs) I'm wrong. Burgundy? (laughs) Yes, you did lose once in 2019. Thanks for helping me through that. Kind of makes you question if any of these stats are right. If I said anything bad about you, the stats were probably wrong. Dan, you can go to bed thinking that. All right, Jake Wolf, real champion out on the uh, out in the running world, Uh, but he is really close to holding the record of worst. He's a loser in our hearts. Losses. Uh, Dan has lost fifty five, like we said. Jake has lost fifty four. So Dan, if you could, you could make up some ground in the twenty twenty one season and put Jake at the bottom of the league. In career losses. Oof. Man, that's going to be a fun battle to watch. So, our man Jake Wolf wins 43% of his games. Um, any other fun facts about this, dude? He uh, he once lost s- six games in a row and once won seven games in a row. Man, what a twist for that guy. Uh, he put up less than 50 points in a game back in 2017. His best finish ever back in 2016, this dude was in the Booty Bowl. That's right. Jake made it to the Booty Bowl. Dan won the booty one time. Wow. But Jake lost to Alex Fiafia. Fia. He also took home the junk in 2014 and 2020. So his name is on there twice. That is Rough. But mine is too Jake. good company. And hey, we're gonna we're gonna leave the ladies out. Eileen and Val they only played one season with us. So their stats are pretty darn skewed, but there was a guy RIP. there's a guy Max Fleming he played six seasons with us. that's as many seasons as we've had Tommy and uh, wow. Max actually holds the regular season worst percentage winning 41% of his games. Dan, you've only won 42% of your game, so a lot can change. Meaning, if he drops below 41%, you are eligible to be booted from the league. Oh, there's a punishment. That should make Dan sweat a little this year. Um, And then, Max, I'm just sending love your way, because I need to do that before I read these things. Uh, Max... Still holds the record for the worst scoring week. In 2018, he put up 37.6. Like let's break that down for a second. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: So he's got nine players. So they scored like less than four points per person. Nine times four is what? 36. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta imagine there's a negative defense in there somewhere. Mm, probably a negative quarterback. Uh yeah, like that I mean all over the place, right?
0: It's just that's maybe, impossible.
1: Maybe like two players getting injured in the first quarter. <laughs> like wow, we should really look back at that. Yeah, somebody ESPN sort of started blocking going too far back, but 2018. I bet we could pull that one up. Um here's another rough one, Max. I'm looking at the best end of your season you ever had, the highest you ever finished. And in 2014, 15, 16, and 17, you finished in eighth place. That's the best ever? That's the best you ever finished. Oh, no. And the worst you ever finished were the other two seasons you played. When you finished 11th. (laughs) And you won the junk twice. We love you, buddy. We miss you. But uh, the career stats, you got to come out of retirement at some stage to, to boost those back up.
0: Well, the one thing I will say, at least the Steelers are good at
1: football. <clears throat> <laughs> Still love you. So if you stuck through all that, you're a real podcast champ. Hopefully you did it just to hear your stats and hear your name in it. Maybe you even did it to hear everybody else's. But uh, those are the NFL history and records after eight NFFL seasons. Sheesh. That is a giant, giant spreadsheet that I have. Sometimes I just open it at work if my boss comes in because it looks like I'm doing a lot of work. (laughs) It's just so many numbers.
0: What does he say? Like, hey, Matt, really looks like you're crunching data on your patients again.
1: Just crunching data, attorney, client, client confidentiality defense attorney stuff just log in my billables well, Yeah, just, it's pretty good it's pretty good but it's a giant stat sheet thanks for listening dudes uh that is it for the records vince what do you got for us Sheesh, man <laughs> last thing we have as we cross the 55 minute mark
0: your oh. personal hero zach
1: Wilson, just to be clear, Steve Young's my real hero. But Zach Wilson, here we go. Steve Young 2.0,
0: Steve Young 2.0, BYU Cougar,
1: rare, <laughs> rare first down, <laughs> enter in the blue zone. We're the best, go Cougars. Um, we had a heck of a season. Uh, why don't we start with you, man? Draft talk 49ers, who do you think we're gonna pick? Third pick. Oh, who do we pick? We're following
0: the Jags and the Jets. Correct. We traded up, obviously, to the third pick, and we are going to draft... I think we're going to take Zach Wilson. Whoa! I think we're getting Zach Wilson. Shut the front door. I think... I think the Jets are more excited about your
1: other favorite quarterback, Justin Fields. Okay. Okay. And they might be right, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Except whoever ends up on the Jets, I feel like everyone's be like, that guy was a bust. And that's not even the poor kid's fault, be it Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I know. Look at Sam Darnold. Yeah. But,
0: you know, uh, big TV ho- contract, you know, New York City. i know that's gonna be a big talk
1: i saw a stat today um i don't even know how it was fully compiled but it was looking at the two teams who have drafted the best since like 2016 um or maybe it was 2010 uh 2016 or 2010 last five to 10 years uh and there was two teams on it congrats to them i don't even remember who that was the ravens were one of them i don't remember the other one was worst drafts in the last five to ten years We're both New York teams. Hmm. So there's something to it. Are they just drafting busts or do they draft kids, throw them into this giant market and they just eat them, eat them alive. I think they draft people,
0: obviously, but keep going, but the team sucks. So it's like they, they draft these really high picks and they place them on a field with a bunch of people that aren't, Good enough to support that newly drafted person, yeah. And they fail, right? Like, if you don't have a good offensive line, you don't have good wideouts. Your quarterback, and you don't have a good run game, and you're a young quarterback. Like, the quarterback's going to look like he sucks. He's going to become a bust. Um, and it's like vice versa. If you have some skill position player and he relies on the quarterback and it all come, it's all compounded, right? I think it's like a much bigger problem than them just drafting busts.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. And and that's what breaks my heart about whoever goes there. So two favorite college teams. You know, I got BYU, I went there. Um, I got to live near and work on Ohio State's campus for a couple of years when I was out in Ohio. So I've been a Buckeye fan ever since then. So it's been really fun for me this year to be like 49ers getting a top pick and those top picks are likely from Ohio State or BYU so it's been a, fun, a more fun year for me in that in that aspect. What do you think about Trey Lance? Uh, I mean, these just, other guys are talking about Mac Jones. I just don't know that much about him like and Trey Lance could be the next Patrick Mahomes, right? Um he's I like don't.
0: this raw, you know, raw talent. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you take a raw talent like third overall.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Who wants them? Do the Cowboys want them? You guys signed Dak. What do you think, Alex? Not that they get to pick them, but you know, would they want them? Um, how about this one? How about the 49ers with the third pick draft Kyle Pitts from Florida, six foot six tight end, the next Travis Kelsey, and pair him up with George Kittle. Woo! That is an expensive rookie tight end. Yeah, yeah but, but they're they- saying. They're saying like he's like Mel Kuyper's like best tight end he's ever seen in like 40 years. He is the next Travis Kelsey. Think of what Shanahan could do with a Travis Kelsey and a George Kittle. They could line one up as running back, line them both up as tight ends, move them out to wide receiver. The defense would have no idea what's going on. And then stick with Jimmy G. They said they're sticking with Jimmy G this year. Do you think we went up to three
0: to get a tight end?
1: No, I don't think so, but it's just kind of fun video game style to think about. Could we have gotten Pitts at 15? No, no. I think Pitts is gone by six, but, I mean, we then we probably could have just moved up to six. Shit, maybe we do that. Right, dude? Everyone's just talking quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And I realize we're probably not going to grab a tight end at three, but that would be so fun to just have two dominant tight ends. Jimmy G – Got the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I know we lost, but he got them there. So if he can stay healthy and then we have two amazing tight ends, that would be pretty fun. If you were the GM, what would you do? <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Um, one, I probably wouldn't have traded up to three. but <laughs> But I'm in this situation – the GM did it. He died. I got elected to take over with what we're working. Elected, like. right? Yes, that's how it works. I think I don't know. There was a vote.
0: Yeah, there's like a. It's kind of like how we elect governors. Yes, like that.
1: Um, we'll recall you too if you pick okay, poorly unpopular opinion. Yeah, I'm going Kyle Pitts because I actually think Jimmy G is good enough to get us back there with the setup that Shanahan runs and the players that we have. I don't think. Justin Fields or Zach Wilson is bringing us to the Super Bowl this year. Zach Wilson's so cute, though. Oh, he is. He looks like a little baby. He does. We're going to talk about him. Should we
0: talk about him right now? No, I, I want to do one more scenario with you okay. and talk about Zach Wilson. You are the Niners GM, you have the 15th pick. What are you doing? Okay. Reverse. Well, oh, didn't we have the 15th pick? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I follow you. Yeah, yeah. Trade um, didn't happen. You're in the driver's seat. What are you doing? Oh, man.
1: Uh, I think I'm playing smart football, and uh, I'm beefing up the O-line. Ugh, it's so boring. I know it is. I know it is, but that's smart football. That's, like, how teams win. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think All I'm right. doing. Not All sexy. Right. Not sexy. But top three pick, it's got to be sexy. It's got to be sexy. And Zach Wilson is sexy. I think so. It's was... weird to say because he also looks like he's 15. Right. So oh, don't say sexy, Vince. No, uh, I don't, um, don't want to be canceled. Nope. Uh, not much to cancel on the NFL podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're, say whatever you want. We'll like, still bring you back. <laughs> The N-F-F-F-L. Um, All right. So this year, dude, that Zach Wilson threw 33 touchdown passes and only three interceptions. That Whew. is 11 touchdowns per INT. That's some oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. 196 passer rating. The best deep ball throws in the draft. He can run around. He can make plays. He can – I'm going to say it. It's probably blasphemous. He can – Make throws like Mahomes. And what I mean by that is like he can like contort his body where his legs are facing one way and he like rotates his hips 180 degrees and throws the other way. That so you're type saying of he's good as Mahomes. Put it on the record. He's as good as Mahomes, and I don't think we should draft him. Yes, that seems like contradictory stuff. <laughs> all
0: right. Here's some here's some bad some bad uh
1: whatchamacallit. What is this thing we're doing? Podcasting. Watch yep. this. Oh all right, I'm watching the video. Oh, you can't okay. see it. He's rolling out. I can see the blur. I know exactly the play. It's a deep, deep throw on his pro day. Yeah. Opposite hash. You all seen it. It's, oh, it's turn me good. up. Turn it's... me up. Pretty good, man. Pro day. Zach Wilson was exciting. So was Justin Fields and a bunch of other pro days. I want to talk Justin Fields in a second. Um, what else about this guy? Uh yeah, he can throw like Mahomes. Uh he does go for big shots, and it worked in college football. He's playing against college football players. Uh, certainly, BYU did not have the toughest schedule as they weren't really allowed to play major conference teams due to COVID. They had a really brutal schedule set, and then they got to play a bunch of Bush League teams. But he is the type of guy who um, he just sort of chucks the ball super deep. He, he's like a gambler guy, right? It's just like, mm, here's a chance. And in the NFL, that might not work. Kind of seems like the opposite of Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G's like check down the field and then throw it like four yards and see if Kittle can run. Um, he's part Hawaiian. How about that? When you look at that guy, yeah, dude, he's part Hawaiian. Like he grew up on the island. Like his mom or dad is like half or something. No, I don't know. Look it up. Fact check me. I mean, but he does look. He does look like a fifteen-year-old white boy. Um, so let me ask you this: How tall do you think he is? I think I know the answer. Oh, you've seen his stats, huh? But I, he like seems like he'd be my like. He seems like he's 5'9", 5'10". Yeah, 10. <laughs> he's as tall as Justin Fields, which seems crazy. And six he's three like, or four? Yeah, he's six three. He's only like fifteen pounds lighter than Fields. I look at Fields and I'm like, that dude's a beast. And I look at freaking Zach Wilson. And I'm like, oh, that kid's cute. It looks like he's in a High School Musical. Yeah,
0: he like is. I looked at his Instagram. And I just don't, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I'm like, this
1: is like an Abercrombie model. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Nice kid. Nice kid. So did did Val shoot his wedding? Oh, he hasn't gotten married yet, but I'm going to get her on top of that. Hashtag brother Hill. Hashtag Jimmer (laughs) for Uh, a few other things, though. Justin Fields, dude. Ohio State, big, fast, tough, exciting. Dude has a 3.9 GPA. There's no mm, way they trick- Smart cookie. Yeah, smart kid. Um, so I am excited about him. I saw this thing about Justin Fields today. Uh, passing grade from a clean pocket since 2016. So your top four players since 2016 to, to pass well from the pocket. Uh, number three is Joe Burrow. He's pretty good. Number four is Kyler Murray. Okay, that's... No that, way. Those are good names. Now, check this out. Number one, Justin Fields. Number four, tied with Kyler Murray, Zach Wilson. Huh. But Justin Fields has the best pass percentage completion from a clean pocket in the last five years. So that's actually yeah. something to be excited about, dude. So the Niners are going to get Fields... Or Wilson, I'm actually pretty excited. Um, You know, when
0: we were – I mean, you and I were first talking when all of this, I think maybe around these guys' pro day, it's like, hey, I want Wilson. You know, he's – maybe it was just a little bit of BYU fandom and you talking about it. But
1: seems like you're kind of leaning towards Fields now for legit reasons. Yeah, I sort of just – I almost just feel like I accepted everything I read Mm. says – Trevor Lawrence, one, Zach Wilson, two. What are the 49ers going to do with, and the way they phrase it is, what are the Niners going to do with their first, with the first pick? Almost as if Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are keepers. They're off the table. You can't touch them. And then you've got first pick. What are they going to do? And so the other options are Trey Lance and dude, North Dakota state, redshirt freshman. He won a Peyton Walter Payton award, a Jerry Rice award, uh, MVP in his division, Mac Jones. I mean, plays for Alabama, won the championship over Justin Fields. I do think Justin Fields was like half dead from that Clemson game, which was one of the greatest college football performances I've seen. If you guys remember that one, like as far as we could tell, like he'd broken every bone in his chest and just kept playing and just crushed Clemson, which is the team that has Trevor Lawrence on it. Just so you know, Dan. Um, So there's so many good options. So I'm going to flip it around to you. Two questions to you, Vince, and the rest of the league. Think about this. Uh You have Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones, the top five quarterbacks in this draft. Which one is going to be the biggest bust? And it might be because they got picked up on the Jets. It might be because they just weren't ready to play in the NFL. Which one is just like, yeah, remember we got hyped on him? That was a mistake. Who's it going to be? Isn't that crazy to think that, probably 80% of them are going to be
0: busts like three out of four or like, you know, how often is it that every quarterback picked in the first round is really good. And I don't, I don't know why it, why it is. I feel like I'm much closer to these guys this year where I all, I think, you know, they all have reasons to succeed. Um, I think if we say out of those five, I'm going to say Mac Jones.
1: Okay. Mac Jones is the bust. I think he's the bust. Okay. I've got another question for you in a second. I want to go back to that. You said, you know, 75% just don't really pan out. Uh, Looking at stats from drafts, more numbers, guys. Sorry, just boring podcast unless you like numbers. And you like fancy football. Fancy football is numbers. So one way to look at who is the most reliable position to draft when you're picking players is this. It's to look at the fifth year option. How often is that player repicked up to keep playing? Does that make sense? So five years in, they're being extended and keep going. Quarterbacks, only fifty-five percent of them get repicked up. How about this? Tight ends, one hundred percent. Really? Yep. If they're, if they're if they're picked up in the first round, I need
0: to be clear. First round. Ah, okay. Is. I wonder how that has changed over the last 10, 15 years with that quarterback stat. And the reason I say that is because I think we're in a league where if you aren't an all-star in the playoffs competing for Super Bowls in your first or the end of your second year, you're garbage.
1: Yeah, which is so stupid.
0: Yeah, like 100%. Think but about it. That's just how it is. That's how it- I don't know. These GMs and these coaches think that way. Like if you're not Patrick
1: Mahomes, like move along. Pretty much like what I, uh, who is it? Uh, Drew Brees. He's won it once. Right. But fabulous career. Right. Uh, I hate to say it. Phillip River's pretty good. I don't know. But like, there's all these guys who are great. You can just kind of count on, but yeah, it's everyone's looking for that. Just flash in the pan. Can you win it for me now? It's like, uh, well, he's 20, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, And your team sucks. That's why you got to pick them in the first three picks. Your team is garbage. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so 55% of quarterbacks not picked up five years later. Um, All right. Then my last question for you and the league, think about it, those same five guys. Who will we still be talking about in 2031, 10 years from now? They've, They've been to the Super Bowl a couple times, maybe won it been with a great team and it's just like household name trey lance trevor lawrence just everybody knows them your mom knows them who is it i think it's whoever the niners draft damn good answer (laughs) (laughs)
0: we're not we're not like a we're we're a really good team like we're a playoff contender contending team like we don't belong in the top five picks we traded up for it yeah right and that's what i mean you know i always feel bad for these quarterbacks or these like really good players that get drafted early like yeah they get a big paycheck and maybe that's like the whole reason but if you're drafted the end of the first round you're typically playing for someone much better you know you've got a much better chance at winning a ring, being on a good team, being supported and surrounded by better players. I think whoever lands with the Niners is going to be in a really, really good spot, especially if they gel quickly with the Shanahan's offense. Um, So I'd love for it to be fields. I'd love for it to be Wilson. Um, I think Trey Lance is like a bigger project. And I don't know if we have, have that much time,
1: but I'm gonna say that. Whoever Man. ends up on the Niners? I like that. And Cowboy fans, you're sitting here hating on that, but, but there's truth to that, right? You're Trevor Lawrence, and you're going to the Jags, like, eh. with Urban Meyer. Yeah. Well, hey, Ohio State love over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, Urban doesn't have an advantage anymore. Everybody pays their players in this league. Um, and then yeah whoever goes to the jets is like yeah well the jets haven't ever been good so that sucks uh so you got to think if you're those quarterbacks you're like i am so stoked if i could be picked number three like i'm going to a legitimate team that should have even been way better last year just the highest injured team in the league yes gabe we recognize your eagles they were the second it was very real for you too um but yeah the niners were way better than what they got last year they just just injury bug everywhere. I feel bad for Robert Sala. Yeah. I mean, I he's like a head it. coach. I don't feel that bad
0: for him. But he's going to a team that's just a perennial loser. Mm-hmm. Which actually is why I'm going to be a Jets fan this year. Dope.
1: I guess, you know, once they have Wilson, you'll probably buy a Jets jersey. Heck yeah. Jets win over six and a half. I'm taking them seven plus. No way. Yep, I'm saying it. They have so many bigger problems than just a quarterback. <laughs> they have Robert Sala. Uh seven wins. Remember, 17 game season. So that's like a plus one right there. But uh fair seven and ten. Seven and ten. Although they got to play the Bills twice. That's not yeah. Good. Let's look at their schedule. All right. All right. I'll take it back. Six games, six wins. And that's a big, big upgrade from one. True. Or two. Did they, 600%. Yeah, they won 100%. They won two on accident, right? I think they did. They farted and they won. Yeah, two they're like, the hey, we're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And they're like, nope, we blotched it. We prefer Zach Wilson. Oh, man. How long are we into this podcast and who's still listening? Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I would love it if
0: Diane listened to this. We are an hour and 15 minutes in. We have covered
1: a ton. I don't know if we have anything left. I don't, but I promise we got a lot of good stuff and we need all of you guys on the pod again this year, but Vince and I have got a number of subjects to cover in the coming weeks and or months and year. How
0: do you feel about doing
1: a little pod next Thursday, the 29th
0: NFL Draft Live? Maybe ooh. we talk about, oh, I don't know what time it starts at, but maybe we do a little delay. <laughs> it's going to definitely be delayed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have friends coming in that night. It's not looking great for me. Mm. Well, yeah. we can pretend that it's a live event. Oh, my gosh. I love that idea. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun.
1: You actually might want to get somebody on the pod with events that knows football better than me. Uh, all league members, I'm going to offend some of you, but just based off of some stats. I do think Matt Francisco and Alex Fiafia know a lot about football. Gabe does too. And Gabe keeps it flashy. So that's kind of fun. Flashy is definitely a great adjective for it. Dan, you've learned so much. We're really proud of you.
0: Dolan, as always, we are over much further over than we normally are. This has been an awesome pod. We covered everything to prepare you for season three of the nffl podcast i'm looking forward to running it back next week or the week after as always it's been great
1: you too vince have a good night buddy Peace.